Listener Production. It's your Friday edition of Footy Talk. The latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Coming up today, we talk about the Marathon Tribunal hearing of Jacob Van Royen. Joey's tipping an upset in the Tigers to get the job done tonight. And are AFL players getting paid enough? That's all coming up on Footy Talk. It's great to be with you for Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Friday's edition, I'm Jack Heverin. And boy, it gives me pleasure to be alongside Australia's number one shoe model, Joey Montagna. <laughs> Joey, good to see you. Hello, Jack. Uh, yeah, it didn't take long for that to do the uh, going arounds on the uh, my group chats and WhatsApp and all those sorts of things. Gee, you put one Instagram post up, people jump all over it. What's happened to you? Oh, I, you're, a, you're a man of the people. I, I gravitated to you from the first time I interviewed you when you were still playing back in the day. Yeah. We work together now. We work in the same basketball commentary team, footy. You're a man of the people. I am. And I you've am. sold your soul for no, shoes. No, just, for trying shoes. To help, just trying to help a friend out. <laughs> and uh, a couple of free pairs of shoes and all of a sudden, yeah, I've sold my soul. But um, nice to be with you. And there's actually plenty of footy news. There's plenty happening both on and off the field. I know. Let's start with the tribunal from last night, which went forever. So Jacob Van Royen at about 7 o'clock on Saturday night catches Charlie Ballard in the head. It gets resolved at 9 <laughs> o'clock on Thursday. It went all week long. Yeah, and he gets off after uh, all of that. And I think we finally get the right verdict. I think, look, the way that it, that's played out, we're not ready yet to be suspending players for making a play at the ball. That that's the bottom line. We understand where the game is probably headed, and we understand it's because of the litigation element of concussion, and we do understand the seriousness of it. But I don't think we can jump straight from, and we understand when it's a tackle or a bump, they're not plays at the ball. Mm. That's fair enough. But to getting to the level of going for a spoil, and then that would have led straight away to going for a mark, that if you have to take a duty of care to an opponent when you're playing the ball, that's a whole other stratosphere that we're not ready to get to yet. Now, I think we'll get there. You, you think so? I think I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I think, you know, with the way of the game. But you, you can't jump too many hurdles all at once. Now, we're getting our head around the tackle, the sling tackle, the bump, and I think everyone is starting to get on the same page. There's still a few that are a bit slower than others to catch up. But we're not ready yet to be suspending guys for, for making a, a genuine play at the ball, and I think we've got the right verdict. What you've just said is spot on. So we know now where we stand with the bump. We know where we stand with the sling tackle. And as you say, there's Brad Close last week. There's always going to be one or two that are catching up. Yeah. Are we any clearer now about incidental contact and plays at the ball after last night? In some ways, my gut feel is this is probably what the AFL do really well with everything, whether it's night grand finals or they sort of just gently sort of massage it into the conversation. And I think they probably got what they want out of it. They, they made him get a two-week ban to yep. put it on notice that, hey, but in the end, we got the right verdict that he got off. But I think now it's just put in the back of our heads going forward in future years. If there are incidents like that, we'll be like, oh, hang on, is that a reportable act? Is that a reportable offence? And the conversation will start to you know, get it, seep into our into our psyche a little bit. And then when it inevitably does become a situation where you have to take duty of care in more situations than just a bump and just a tackle, we'll have been conditioned over a number of years. And, and I think that's probably what the AFL do really well. Okay, so big game tonight, which we'll talk about shortly. But play this scenario out for me. The, the two teams in action, Geelong and Richmond, similar scenario. High ball goes inside 50 Geelong defenders under it. Mm. Let's let's say it's Jack Revolt yep. chasing after the footy, and he's playing the role of Jacob Van Ruyen. Yep. What does he do? No, nah, he still goes and does exactly what Jacob okay. Van Ruyen did, and he's got to. And everyone will still do that, and that'll still be the case for a while. Like I said, I think this is a long way down the track where you'll get suspended for being too aggressive in a marking or spoiling contest. Um, 
But um, it wouldn't be surprising if one day, because of the litigation, and we do want to protect the head, it gets to that, but not yet. And uh, I'm glad that he's playing and players will continue to go hard as long as they are genuinely contesting the ball. little shout-out to our man, Jay-Z Clark, too. Did a wonderful job covering it on Twitter last night. He, he sort of related in footy terms. He said at halftime, Melbourne were four goals up and then yeah. the defence hit back in the third term. I had to laugh this morning when I read his write-up in the Herald Sun about it. The attempted spoil received strong support from the AFL community across the week. St Kilda great Lee Montagna, oh. Collingwood and Carlton star Dale Thomas, and Western Bulldogs and Richmond's Nathan Brown all in favour of the reprieve. So basically it means the Sunday rub team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly right. <laughs> yes, and I did see that. He was trying to do some running commentary and put a bit of humour into it, but I think once it started going for about four hours, he thought, I'd better slow down here. This is a, this is a long job. But uh, no, it's um, been a big talking point, and I'm glad that it's been resolved. Let's talk about tonight. I feel like in everything that's gone on this week with this tribunal decision, Kane Corns, Daisy Thomas, Tim Taranto, Clarko, which we'll get to, hasn't been a lot of footy spoken about. Mm. Now, you are bullish on Richmond here being a massive chance tonight against the Cats. Why is that? I think they're a massive chance. I think they can win tonight. This is probably more a gut feel scenario, but I just think that Richmond are going better than people think. The Melbourne game a couple of weeks ago, Anzac Day Eve, I was at that game and they played terrific. They just weren't good enough to win. Yes, they were horrible in the Gold Coast game and then they were very good again. I know it was against West Coast, but I just think you look at their team tonight, the kids that they've all played have now stepped aside. There's no Sonzi, there's no Cumberland and Judson Clark and all these other kids that they've played. They've gone back to their – I think there's 15 premiership players tonight. Okay. And I think this is a big stage. And I think they get Geelong at a little bit of a vulnerable time with eight players out. Brad Close is important. Dangerfield has been massive this year. Mm. The midfield's a bit thin now without him and Guthrie. I know they've got Hawkins and Cameron, but that's the finish. I just think Richmond can maybe dominate around the ball. Taranto and Hopper and Prestia are all in great form. Cochin's back. I just think they'll be primed for this occasion. What about Dusty? So he's copped a bit of criticism this year. I think some of it's unfair. I think Dusty's season's been okay. Yeah. But last week he went to nine centre bounces, had a season-high 27 disposals. First bounce tonight, do you expect to see Dusty... In the middle? Like how how oh. much time do you think he'll play as a midfielder? I, I like him just coming through in spits and spurts. Same okay. with Shea Bolton. I think they've got to use both those guys to get them involved a bit more because they are so talented and maybe they just haven't got the best out of them um, playing more predominantly permanent forward. But I think they, they'll be stimulated for this game. Dusty will get, you know, stimulation is what now gets him through. And I think that a game like this tonight will get the best out of him and Shea Bolton back in form can continue on. I just... I like the look of the Tigers tonight. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they win. Does it mean more to them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Geelong, and is that a factor? And Geelong are playing the long game. They've won five in a row. Yeah. They've been doing a great job, the Cats. But the injuries maybe at some point are just going to take its toll. And I think this will be a cracking game, whichever way it falls. If they get through tonight, they've got Essendon coming up next week in Dreamtime, which yeah. is never an easy game every single year. We but know winnable. That. But winnable. Port Adelaide at home. Winnable. Winnable. GWS. Yep. And Fremantle. Yeah. So if they can get through tonight and jag even three of the next four, they're actually in reasonable shape. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And they'll get Tom Lynch back. They'll get some, you know, Gibkiss maybe back. The two rucks that they've been missing, then Curvis and Soldo. And I like some players that are back in the side. Jack Graham's important to them. You know, Broad's now back in the side. Their back line looks solid tonight. And I think they've got the matchups with Broad and Bolter to go to work on Cameron and Hawkins. And uh, yeah, this will be a beauty. Did you know there's a double header tonight? Did you well, know there was a I, second I Friday I night did. game? I did. We've all had a quick glance at the other game and um, I'll probably have to watch it and try and find some vision for first crack. But that's about the only way I would watch it. Look, Eagles, I mean, what do they get out of the year? They've just got to continue to play the kids, find out which ones are any good and can take them forward. 
But the go- there's more heat on the Gold Coast Suns. Like they've been playing some good footy now. Yeah. Uh, had a win against Richmond, terrific game against Melbourne. They just can't drop this. You know, the, it'll, the, the heat will turn on the Suns if they lose to the Eagles tonight. So it's just a must-win game for them. You've been spruiking him for a while. Do you think now the rest of the, the world is seeing with Noah Anderson? Yeah. Just how good he is? Yep. Like uh, Credit where credit's due. Halfway through last year, you said this, ki- this kid is an A-grade jet. Yep. Now everyone's cottoned on because he's he's probably a top five in the Brownlow at this stage. He has season. to be, yeah. He he would have he's had three BOGs, I think, and, and potentially been or he's certainly been their best player in a couple of losses. Definitely the St Kilda game where they got beaten. Now look, he, he is a star. He's a top two pick, and him and Raoul now with the added responsibility, no Took Miller, so it's yeah. just sort of taking them away from being behind the shadow a little bit and showing their best footy. And they'll continue to develop. They just need the rest of the group to jump on board the levels that they're going at. And if they can, they could potentially continue to try and push for a spot in the top eight, but I don't know for me. I just still haven't quite got sold on the on the Gold Coast model. Matty Rowe looking forward to a nice mouthful of Optus Stadium grass tonight as well. Nice and fresh, the Optus Stadium grass. You'll love it. Tastes disgusting. This is Footy Talk. More to come. We'll talk about the Dogs and the Blues. We'll talk about Alistair Clarkson and Mother's Day. Stay with us. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. We've got new episodes dropping every day at lunchtime. Joey Montagna and Jack Heverin for your Friday. Let's talk about Saturday night, Joey. The Dogs and the Blues. Mm. Big, big game for both teams. Yeah, huge game. Looking forward to this one. Carlton, can they respond? Can they fix their ball movement issues? You know, can they beat the Western Bulldogs and then all of a sudden everyone thinks, here we go. This is the Carlton we've all expected. And, and I did. I thought they were a top four team at the start of the year because they lack for nothing in talent and their list. But at the moment, just their method and and maybe that real sort of deep down uh, desire to be able to find a way to win when you're not playing well is just lacking. They can't stop the opposition from doing what they want, can they? Too many games last year and this year. They let the flow of the game just take its natural course. And they take nothing away from the oppo, do they? Yeah, no, not really. So... Huge game. I like the way the Dogs are playing. This is the Dogs, you know, that I expected. I thought, again, they're a a team that could potentially be top four. Um, They've got their game back. I like the way Western Bulldogs are playing, but fascinated to see what the Blues dish up. Great story for the Blues. James O'Donnell, who 35 days ago... For the Dogs. For the Dogs, sorry. For the the Dogs. 35 days ago wasn't on an AFL list. (laughs) Now has come through as a Category B rookie. He's the son of the great Simon O'Donnell and is going to play on Saturday night at Marvel Stadium. This is... As meteoric a rise as we've seen in a little while. It's just so Bevo, isn't it? Yeah, it's it just is. so Luke Beveridge just to throw in a guy that's played three VFL games, played cricket, and giving a big shot on the big stage. Um, I don't know a lot about him. I haven't seen him. <laughs> he's big. He, he's big and he's, he's the son of Simon O'Donnell. And yep. I, I saw the you know the social media, they do it well where he rang his dad and I thought his dad might have given him a little bit more, but that's all right. It's a He's a bit stiff old school, <laughs> wasn't he? Like, was. What well, well on, son? Yeah. Good job. Good job. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, gonna be a massive game. Oh look, I, I think the dogs have got a bit more faith in at the moment, but um, can't wait to see what the uh, the blues dish up. Just a little one on the blues. Uh, Tom Brown reported earlier this week, I think next week we'll see the, the back end of the season fixture-wise, not a lot of Friday night love for the Blues. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you play some average footy and um, Carlton fans might be a bit disappointed by that, but I also probably think a lot of the Carlton fans probably agree. They they know the way that their team's playing, but look, there's still a long way of the season to go and the Blues absolutely can turn it around as the year goes on. North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, very interesting to see that of all the places that Jason Horn francis could play his first game against North Melbourne, it's going to be in Tasmania. Yeah. 
bit of a neutral territory in many it, ways. Yeah. Alistair Clarkson said that he's reached out to Jason Horn Francis. Let's take a listen. He's not the first player in the history of the game that's that's gone home um, to play his footy. He's certainly not going to be the last. Um, it, um, he's a 18 year old kid. Wants to be around his family and friends. Think he's going to play his best footy in South Australia. Who can begrudge that? Really, no one. Not even our passionate supporters at North can begrudge that. If, he's, if that's where he, he feels compelled to be the happiest in his life, you know, I text him three or four weeks ago and said, mate. Just, just get on with your life. Don't think that there's any grudges here. We've moved on. You've moved on. All the best with it, mate. What I like that. Yeah. I like that. He summed it up really well. Yeah. I mean, how can you begrudge a 19-year-old kid for wanting to go back to his home state and play? And he's happy. And he's playing like that. He's he's, he's going to be a force, not just this year, but as he goes along. So, um, yeah, look, it's a little bit anticlimactic. It's in Tasmania, but that's okay. What about Alistair Clarkson? So yesterday he stood up in front of the footy media and was asked about the ongoing investigation. And, and this was the first time that he's really tipped the bucket. Yep. It, it felt like to me yesterday watching him, Joey, he said, you know what, enough's enough. I've been told not to say anything for so long. Bugger it. Everyone else is talking about this and every side's leaking. I want to have my say. Spot on. Yeah, that's exactly how it seemed, didn't it? He, he's bitten his tongue. He's done the right thing. And now with some little you know, other people speaking, he's thought, no, I'm going to say how I feel. And that's mm. you're entitled to do that. He, and, uh, and, he, and you can see how... how frustrated and upset he is with it all. And rightly so. I think we all agree. It's been unfair how him and, and Fagan and Jason Bird have been treated. We understand it's not fair on those Indigenous and First Nations peoples as well that from where what they were told at the start. It's gotten messy. It's yep. ugly. I think we all agree. Well, Jeff Kennett was on radio last night in Melbourne and said that he thinks it's got to the point now where they're almost just going to have to blow the whole thing up. He said the panel's failed. It's going nowhere. It does feel hard to work out where it goes next because it's not going to be clean wherever it goes. Exactly right. No one's all, not all parties aren't going to be satisfied and happy. Damien Barrett said that to us on the, on the midweek rub. I suppose the two schools of now, does it go back to, does Gil McLaughlin somehow find a way to appease everybody and, and get to a resolution? And if it's not him, I mean, it probably feels like it's headed to court. Well, if it, I don't know though, if it goes to court, it doesn't feel like anyone wins. No, that's because right. Because every story is going to be picked apart to the nth degree. Yeah. It'll become a legal field day and, I don't know. I can't see anyone comes yeah. out of it. No. It's very, very unfortunate it the way is. it's got it this is. far. Hey, Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. It is. Are you working? I am what working. What are your commitments? Have I you, am have working. Have you locked away something for Erin? Uh, we'll have a little – we'll do something in the morning, but then I'll have to go to work. But um, that's okay. We've teed something up for the kids. We'll have breakfast in bed. Nice. And then get to work on it. Because nice. a couple of good games on Sunday. There is. Too. I've managed to somehow land Sunday – off, which I can't remember the last time I haven't worked oh, on Mother's Day. Wow. And Mother's Day is also selfishly my birthday. Is it really? That's, so, gee, that's disappointing for you. Does, well, it you is because in our house, the <laughs> kids, I mean, we've gone and done the shopping for Mother's Day <laughs> yeah. and my beautiful fiance is going to do pretty well, yeah. I would say, on Sunday. But no mention of my birthday. No. It's like, oh, are we doing this on Sunday, <laughs> Dad? I'm like, what about me? Yeah, that's 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 a bit disappointing Nothing, for you. nothing. What about Mrs. Oh. Montagna back yeah. in the day? What sort of uh, footy mum? Was your oh your no? Aaron had family. no interest in footy. Really? No, no, didn't even watch it when I played. So when you first met, yep, I she didn't know who I was. I had to make, um, explain to her. She didn't follow footy. Never came to many games. Okay. She was one that would um, I'd get home after a game, and she used to just ask how we went, and then she'd 
try and speak to a girlfriend or speak to a friend and find out how he went. So she'd make out, you know, like I'd come home, she'd go, oh, I heard you kick the goal today. Congratulations. I'd be like, darling, we lost by five goals. <laughs> but if I kicked the goal, she thought that was great. So, no, I've never been into the footy and uh, and still doesn't. But my little fella now is footy mad. So really? she might have to be a footy mum. He's gonna he's into his Oz kick and all that sort of stuff. So he's going to he's gonna love it. Uh, shout out to all the mums. Yep. They all do an outstanding job. And I hope you have a fantastic day Sunday. One thing I wanted to ask you about before we finish up and, and get to the tips. Scott Pendlebury was on uh, Tom Mitchell's Ball Magnets podcast. Tommy Mitchell was on the show yesterday and he's got his own podcast. Josh Giddy was a co-host on that show as well, NBA superstar. And the conversation around player payments came up and Pendles was pretty upfront and said that he thinks at the moment the players are heavily underpaid. Uh, at the moment, it's about a 28% return on revenue that AFL players get as opposed to the NBA. That model's about 51%. Yeah. Pendles thinks we're a fair way off. What do you think? Well, it does seem like, and we've mentioned this before, the CBA does seem to be a huge talking point that really is being pushed aside. No one's really discussing it. The interesting one with the players, and they do deserve more pay, and that's fair, but we are different to the American sports because they are private. They get a bigger large of the the, um, the money because the rest of it goes to the owners, where all of the AFL money from the TV rights – Whatever that doesn't go to the players goes back to f- grassroots football. It goes to the communities. It yep. goes to Auskick. It goes to um, developing the game. We are not privately owned, so everything gets spent to grow the footy. So that's where it's different and where the players, I suppose, have to find the balance between wanting a pay rise, and rightly so, but understanding the more they take, that's taking away from developing the game at the lower levels and continuing to, to build it to what it is today. So it is different to the American sports. That's so why you can't really compare. But I do agree with him in, in general terms that particularly the stars aren't paid well enough. I think we there's a lot that we can change with the structure of, of contracts and list management. I think, first of all, list sizes are too big. I think the best way you can increase the pay is cut the list from 45 because there's always – Eddie Maguire uses the best line, the bread roll eaters. There's That's always the five or six eaters, players yeah. yep. at every club that are never going to play. Do you think that'll change when Tasmania comes in? Yeah, I in? think so. Yeah. I would love to see lists at about 38 and those 38 are all genuine players that can come in and play you know that's that's really all you need all the development stuff a lot of resources and time and money get spent on developing players once they're at club level sure i think we should be having a different level where they can get developed at a vfl or second tier system and the flexibility to come in and out on lists depending yeah, so if could they're you top ready. up for yeah, example they'll so, be top up so, so if you were the west coast eagles I, now who have got a hundred on their injury list you could drag someone from the waffle to play saturday absolutely. i would have th- i would even have a short maybe smaller than 30 36, 37, but you can absolutely go and bring out, bring and top up players that can come in for one week, two weeks. You can sign them for a year, yep. sign them for 10 years if you want. Have that flexibility, and that way your stars get paid more, and the guys that come in and play get paid a bit more per per game, and that way you're rewarding the best players who we really all go see play. So you think that's the biggest issue with the system is that so that the top player on a list might the get 900,000, yeah. the 23. Fourth player on the list might get 500,000. I don't think the gap's anywhere near big enough. For a guy that's a fringe player in yeah. and out of the side is getting almost, you know, half or even more than half of what, you know, the, the best player in the team, best player in the competition gets. So, uh, but that's, that's, I mean, we do it differently in Australia. We like to spread the love and everyone's equal and all that sort of stuff. We're in American sports. Maybe that's No, the no, the superstar yeah. gets paid. Yep. He's the one that wins the games and the others, you just are role players 
and you can move around. I think we need to get to that, not quite the NBA level, but certainly reward the stars more. Hey, let's get to our tips before we finish off. Richmond and Geelong tonight. I feel like you're pretty clear on the Tigers. I'm tipping the Tigers in an upset, yep. You've talked me into that. I've, yep. t- I've tipped Geelong, but you've talked me into the don't Tigers. Know, if I'm so. wrong, don't hold me to it on the, the podcast. Oh, but no. I, think- <laughs> I will be. It's, <laughs> no, it's in the record. Yep. Uh, West Coast, Gold Coast. Gold Coast just have to win. In the blockbuster at Perth Stadium. Uh, tomorrow, Sydney and Fremantle at the SCG. Laddams and McCartan out for Freo are a massive chance in yeah, this I one. Freo are a massive chance. Uh, I think they can. They, they're the two upsets for me this weekend, Fremantle and Richmond. North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, yep. Blunston Arena. Tomorrow Port, afternoon. Yeah, Port. Hawthorne, Melbourne at the MCG. Straightforward. Yeah, I think so too. Brisbane and Essendon at the Gabba on Saturday night. Brisbane are flying at home. They'll win. They are going really well near the line. To quote Daisy Thomas, they are low-level airborne yep. flying right now. Yep. Brisbane, they are killing them. Carlton yep. Bulldogs, Saturday night. More trust in the Bulldogs, but a fascinating game. And two games on Sunday. The first one is really, really interesting. Adelaide and St Kilda at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, Adelaide's numbers and looking at it, they are playing some great footy. So even though they didn't beat Geelong, the, the way that Adelaide's profile is stacking up, they are still one of the informed teams. So I think they beat St Kilda. And Collingwood and the Giants to finish off. Wow, Pies just keep winning, yeah. whichever way they do it. They're, um, <laughs> the way they're going, if you look at Collingwood's next few weeks, they're a chance to hit the bye at like 10 and, well, 10 10 and 2 yeah. or 11 and 1 or yeah. something like that. And history shows if you get to that point, Good yep. things are generally happening. And they'll get players back and they'll be primed. So, yeah, pies are going beautifully. Don't forget, if you've got a question for us, you can hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod, at TikTok as well, at footytalkpod. The big question for me as I finish, it started with boots. Where are you headed next? Mickey Roberts used to model fridges. Dusty models jocks. To be honest, what I'd, are love, you gonna do? I'd love a car. What? I'd love a car. You're shameless. <laughs> The thing I'm worried about is that next it'll be mobile power banks, and before we know it, it'll be discount door entry at CQ. I'm not sure a couple of pairs of shoes are worth all this. Are you back tomorrow? Yeah. You've got a lot to talk about. You and Jay-Z are talking about the doubleheader on Friday Night Footy. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next time on Footy Talk. Listener.